right, Snoop, we're back. And uh, I know we're like, gonna, we're going to do something, but uh, do you want to tell the folks where we're at right now? Well, not at, but like going to be at. I think it's just look all around you. The ocean, as far as the eye can see. All that sand beneath my toes mm. and betwixt, betwixt, between? Yeah, and Between them. <laughs> betwixt is not a good beach word. Yep. Oh, I let the secret slip. Yeah, we're at the beach. We're at the beach, or yeah. at least we will be. Was that not obvious by like the sunglasses on our on our heads and the Hawaiian shirts on our backs and the drinks in our hands? I mean, listen to this. That's a refreshing drink and a glass. It's cool. Calm, and, uh, collected, just like you, Higgins. And it's exactly what we need on a hot summer's day such as this one. Yeah, some might even say it's uh, a little beachy, you know? just Just beachy. Which is also the word for beach in Japan, which is, I don't know, I like it. Do you? I like that you like it. I like it a lot. I'm glad I looked it up on the on the Googles just two seconds ago. And I'm sure at least one other person is glad that you did that too. But <sighs> I, you know what's going to make me glad? If I take off the shirt? Because <laughs> this is still a family show. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. But get that back. Are you ready? Yeah, let's go beaches. Welcome everybody to Comrades Cocktails and Comics, the show where we get together, we drink together, but most importantly, we read together. My name is Snoop Lynch. With me is my co-host, Higgins Stern. That's me. That's you. How are you? I'm not doing too bad. Not, not too shabby, you say? Yeah. Yeah. We've Just had a, beachy. You already did that one. Oh, you're right. Oh, I can do better. No, no, it's fine. All Just right, stay we'll there. we'll skip it. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Higgins, it's already been another month. Has it gone by so fast? <sighs> I can't say I'm upset. Because I'm not. I'm happy that we're back here in the studio. Gary's been keeping an eye on things. My cat, Gary. Uh, he's got the mics all prepped and ready for us. He got us a couple drinks in hand. Not too much drinks. You know, we, we learned our lesson the last time. Well, some of us did. Yeah, you wanted to double up again and then give us a whole other day of recording and make the episode late again. But you didn't let me. Yeah, well, I don't hate I don't hate our fans as much as you do, clearly. Well, I got all these beach vibes in my body right now. And I just don't know what to do with them. That's not important. What's important is that the <laughs> listeners get crisp clear content on time you're right so let's just get on with it what do we do here we uh we read books that's right what are we reading this month we're reading this book that is a manga yes called the god's lie by mm, carrie's so i don't know that's fine I, I know i was just gonna let you suffer for a little bit it's uh carrie ozaki okay i got close <laughs> you, did, you did all right i don't think she'd be too upset with you uh but yeah, The God's Lie, it's a manga. I figured since we went tropical this month, we might as well do the same with our books. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, this was originally published back in 2013. Ooh. That's right. Um, in, in Japan, obviously, by uh, Kodansha. Kodansha. Yeah, that was the publisher. And then eventually was translated into English by Vertical Comics. And that's the version we read. That is the version we read. Mm -hmm. It was definitely in English when I read it. That being said, you could probably read this without knowing what they're saying. That's one thing I'm going to say later on is like the artwork's really good here is as far as telling the story and what's happening. Yeah, it's um, real pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so th this is a little different than what we normally do, you know, with the comics we usually read. It's a writer and then an, a separate artist. Sometimes you have, you know, exceptions. Like Jeff Lemire has, has written and drawn a couple of his things. Um, like Underwater Welder, I remember, is a pretty big one for him. Yeah. But 
in Japan with manga and everything, it's usually like the main person. They have a team, obviously, because they've got to get like chapters out every week and everything, and they're working themselves into an early grave. Um, but this is actually a one-off story, which I'm, I haven't read a ton of manga like that, so I wasn't exactly sure what I was going to get into. Well, I barely read any manga, so this is a... <laughs> this is just a big change for this you This is overall. a big old jump. I've watched your couple slice of life like animes here and there, yeah, but this is my first dive into the slice of life manga. Yeah, where you had to work a little harder to get that sweet, sweet story. You're right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I thought it was pretty, pretty worth it, but I'll let you decide that later. But yeah, um, I don't know a lot about Ozaki's work. Apparently, she's like pretty renowned in Japan. No, it's, a la- it's a lady. Yes, Higgins. Women can write manga too. Well, I knew I knew it was softer, but I did like that. Uh, the idea of like a guy having a softer side to him, especially a harsh like Japanese man with a softer side. It's just so hard to find guys out there with a sensitive side, you know. Luckily, there's a harsh Japanese lady that has a softer side. I like to think that there's a harsh Japanese lady in all of us. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this one seems pretty sweet. Uh, reading up a little bit about her. Um, like I said, she's pretty well regarded in Japan. Before this book, she wrote a series that was really popular called Immortal Rain. It's kind of what got her into the into the public eye over there um, and also got her global acclaim because that story was eventually translated into various languages. And that's kind of like what made her as big as she is now. Um, but she's been killing it at a crazy young age. Apparently, she um, she originally was just doing like art, you know, character okay. design and drawing. And she she made her debut in 93 at the age of like 15. Wow. Yeah. I don't think I did anything when I was 15. My only job was to go to school and I didn't even do that. I, I didn't do much. Mm-mm. I mean, you went to school, so that's more than me, but yeah. you're a big fat nerd for doing it. So really, who won in the end? Well, look at me now. Not much has changed, I guess. I'll be honest. I don't want to look at you that much. All right. But I do yeah, want to I mean, hear you, so I guess I'm in the right place for that, huh? Yeah. But yeah, not knowing a lot about her, just kind of, the only reason I picked this is uh, one, we needed a book to talk about, and two, I wanted just something like a one-off, and this popped up on a lot of like top list of you know short manga stories you should read. Just kind of going into it, um, spoiler alert, Higgins, I liked it. Oh, you liked it? I did like it. I'm going to leave a little mystique. I'll, t- I'll let you know. <laughs> That's good. That adds a nice balance to the show. Yeah, people, people will enjoy that, yeah, I think. I'll definitely enjoy it. I mean, I hook them in, and then you leave them wanting more. I just tease them. And speaking of teasing, our drink this uh, week is uh, none other than the sex on the beach. That's right, because we're at the beach. Yeah, we're obviously at the beach right now. Listen to all those sounds. <laughs> this is the part where you want me to add sounds in, right? Oh, I would love that. Okay, I will maybe do that All right. at some point. <laughs> I don't know if I'll do it at this point in the show, but I might add it in other little parts. All right. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. It'll still make sense, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, our theme for this month is vacation. Yeah. So we went on a vacation. We're at the beach right now. You can hear it. Yeah. Obviously. Seagulls, birds. No, wait. Seagulls are birds. Seagulls, shells, other things that happen at the beach. I would know as with you because we are there right we're, now. We're in the beach. Mm-hmm. We're recording in the sand. Yeah. It's good. It's fine for the microphone, I assume. But the people in this story also happen to be on vacation. That was a surprise because I knew nothing about this book and I <laughs> thought it had nothing to do with what we were going to be like doing vacation wise. So I'm glad it I'm glad it worked in. Higgins, do you think I would just pick something without any rhyme or reason? I do think yeah. that, but well, you you think correct. I got <laughs> I got lucky on this you one. Got, you got <laughs> you you got lucky and you hit that nail. Mhm. But we're having sex on the beach because again, vacation, travel, but also 
Love's in the air. Love is in the air. That's well, right. Well, luckily not sex because these are sixth graders. That's but right. Well, baby steps. Well, you know? wait, wait. Are they sixth graders or are they 16? They're sixth graders. Okay. They what just, is like, so they're 12? Well, they're sixth graders, but they look like they're 16, as most characters do in, in these stories. There's some issues there I might like touch on lightly because I'm sure you're going to say something oh, about it yeah. too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but no, overall, I think it's a really kind of like heartfelt story about just growing up and how how bad things can be sometimes and just yeah. how people deal with it. It was a little rough for all this beachy stuff, but luckily we had have this beach to get us through these hard times. <laughs> just listen to some conch shells to calm me down. <laughs> but before we go forward with any of that... Do you want to tell them what this drink is? I want you to tell them oh, what that drink is. Oh, that's my job, apparently. You're the bartender. Yeah, you're right. Um, so we have the sex on the beach here, and uh, you got some vodka. One and a half ounces if you're making a drink for yourself, but like play play with that. Half ounce of peach schnapps, uh, one and a half ounces of cranberry juice, and one and a half ounces of your choice of orange juice or pineapple juice. But uh, us here on Comrades Cocktails and Comics... We don't do anything half-ass, so we got orange pineapple juice. That's my motto, Higgins. Don't half-ass anything. Whole-ass one thing. Yeah, and we whole-assed everything. That's right, and you should too. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to. do Live your life, but I'd recommend doing what we did because this is pretty tasty, I'd, I'd say. Oh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, a nice, it's a nice beach drink. It's cool, it's refreshing, and uh, it's not too harsh. No, not like... That last drink we had, which was just pure alcohol and nothing else. Yeah, but this is one of those ones that could sneak up on you. So be careful out there, folks. Again, I don't understand why you were trying to double us up from the very beginning. Yeah, I know. I was just, I just had so much fun last time. You're relaxing too much, Higgins. Yeah, you're right. You're getting too loosey-goosey. Let's reel in a little bit and talk about the story. We've said some things about the author. I think she's, she's got some, some talent, some potential. She's got those chops. So getting into the story itself... Just a summary real quick. Yeah, where do you want to hop in at? Well, I got a little summary I'm going to read to... Yeah, I know you've read it, obviously. You read it before me. Yeah. Um, But for anyone who might just be listening for the heck of it and wants to kind of like... Well, we'll help them keep up, I guess. I got you. Um, I got you. So it's about uh, Natsuru, who's a sixth grader who lives with his mom, and he meets uh, another character called Ryo. And they strike up a friendship and... He plays hooky from summer camp? Summer soccer camp. Summer, so- Yeah, so he plays hooky from summer soccer camp, and he decides to uh, hang out with his new friend Rio and her little brother in their old house. But it might not just be uh, giggles and laughs and, and fun times, Higgins. There might be a few few dark secrets hidden in that, that old place. In the ground? Well, the house is on the ground, so you're not wrong. All right. Yeah, so um, yeah, let's just get into that. What's going on there? And uh, I've got like just kind of two main points I wanted to talk about, but I'll let you kind of start things off here. What's something you want to talk about? Yeah, so uh, I like to start like it's just your typical middle school story where like guys are just starting to get into girls. And he's like, look at this girl. She's like way taller than me because that's how kids work. Girls are always way taller than guys back in the day, like back in your middle school days. You're always just looking up to him and he sees this this lovely lady and he's like, oh, man, I have a crush on that one. The big one. The big one. The biggest one. Yeah. And she's a, she's a nice lady. She's nice to him. She's nice to everybody. And so he wants to talk to her. Well, so in the beginning, I think it's more like, you know, she's mysterious because she doesn't really talk to anybody. Yeah, but she did talk to him. Yeah, I, that's true. Um, they have like a small interaction. And I guess it does have to do, at least that early on, it has to do with the fact that she's one of the few girls that are like kind to him because we find out he's a new student or he has he's recently moved there. And it goes more into it later on and why, but he freaks out if he's overwhelmed and 
he's approached by like the most popular girl in class and she offers him some chocolates or whatever and he basically just like flips out and runs away and you know rejects her and now like all the girls hate him because they think he's just a dickhead I like that stuff a lot too like I like seeing just that awkward stage of growing up of no one really knows what they're doing or what they're feeling and you act a lot on emotion and his natural instinct was just to like run away and it makes him look like a jerk but we know that's not the case but we know he just has a crush on her. Exactly. And yeah, so she's one of the few people, one of the few girls that kind of just acknowledges him since that day. And that's what starts it, I think. But not a lot of people talk to her because she's very reserved and quiet. And she's also freakishly tall. So they just kind of make fun of her or talk about her behind her back. And he offers one day just to help her out with something. It's just that simple gesture that starts this whole story off. And I like it. Yeah. And uh, like you said, like they have their little their little adventure at the their vacation. I guess he could say he skips the soccer camp, which I guess we could touch on a little bit. He is a pretty good soccer player. Yeah, and he he loves soccer. Yeah, but well, one of the main themes of the whole story is um this idea of loss and how people take it. Yeah, because he's been playing soccer this whole time. He's made his friends through that, and he's actually pretty good. But then his his old coach is just gone. And we find out it's because um, he has cancer. So they get a new coach in and they don't get along. And so the coach is kind of a jerk, to be fair. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things that we're seeing it through the lens of the main character because yeah. it, we see like one little panel of his old coach who's just really kind. But the thing is, he's not that good at soccer at all. Like, yeah. you know, he goes to show him a trick and he can't do it or whatever. It's kind of like a funny bit. But with this new guy, he clearly does have more experience. So it's one of those things that this is good for him because he can learn a lot from this guy about soccer, about getting better. But it really just throws him off. And one hearing about like the reason why his old coach is gone, it just it's this it's this like perfect storm of just bad things. And so he decides to run away from it. Yeah. And um, the coach, I mean, like you said, it's like the coach knows a lot about the stuff, but he talks down on him because he's a younger kid, I guess it is. Like, whatever it is, whenever kids enter school in Japan, it's close to like March and he has a March birthday. So he's like, he's like younger. A lot like me. I was a younger kid in my grade. Same thing. You also got yelled at your new soccer coach? Yeah, I was too small. <laughs> and he lets you know it. But don't worry, I got bigger. That's not true at all. You got a little bigger. Yeah, you're right. I got a little bigger. Don't be so hard on yourself. Higgins, you're on vacation. Enjoy. I will enjoy. You better. But yeah, he uh he does that and it really peeves him off. So he's like, I'm skipping soccer camp. I hate this guy. And he finds a cat and he's like, I'm I'm going to take this somewhere. And so he's sitting there with his cat and then our girl Rio shows up and she's like, what you doing here? Do you want to come with me? I think that's how it went, right? More or less. So he comes with them and hangs out with her and her family. Her brother's name is... I'll be honest, I didn't really care that much. Uh, well, she has a younger brother, and we find out that, like... Uh, Yukata? Yeah, that sounds right. Cool. Uh, she has a younger brother, and they live together by themselves, because... Reasons. Yeah, reasons, which we find out later. But, uh, yeah, they hang out with them, and then, like, they have a lot of fun. They do a lot of fun stuff together. She cooks them an extra tuna burger. And uh, I like I kind of like their whole little vacation. That's what I like about Slice of Life, the little montage scenes where they're doing all the fun stuff before they get to the really heavy stuff. Yeah, it, with the Slice of Life stuff and like with Japan and everything with manga and anime or whatever, what really draws me into it is it's it's very like short form storytelling. Like if this was made into a show or maybe it has been, I don't know. This would only be like maybe 10, 
15 episodes at most. Yeah, tops. And a lot of those are like that. But the thing is, they're some of my favorites to watch or read because there's not a whole lot of... Like, if anyone knows, you know, vaguely anything about manga or anime, it's... At least here, it's, you know, I watched Dragon Ball Z for a little bit when I was a kid. I love that, too. But the thing is, they go on for, like, 400 years. No, they, they just have a lot of stuff that doesn't really pertain to the story. Exactly. And it's... You lose a little bit of, like, relatability with a yeah. lot of those characters because they're just, after a while, they're, they have superpowers and they can do anything. And it doesn't focus so much on their character development as, you know, what kind of cool shit they can do. So when you get this kind of stuff where it's just about a, a couple of young kids who are in bad situations for different reasons and they come together through that kind of, like, just that common link and, and you know, have a little fun, it's really sweet to see. And you don't know a lot about Rio going in, but you can tell that like she's gone through some hard times and him being around her, she's able to relax and smile. And that, yeah, she gets to have fun. Yeah. They, they get the cat. They, he shares stories with her younger brother and they just, they go to the, that festival thing and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. It kind of breaks her out of her cage. Yeah. Because she's this character who, she basically has to be the mom for her younger brother. Yeah. And, I mean, I guess we can go ahead and go and just like spoilers yeah. you know, from here on out. I'm assuming people have read this or at least just don't care. But um, yeah, she's this character who is just been kind of left to take care of everything. And that's hard enough as is. Like she's essentially a single mom for a younger brother. And that's like one thing. But then you look at the fact that she's maybe like 12 years old at most. And has like no money. Yeah. Like the fact that she's constantly figuring out like, okay, we can spend this amount of money this day for groceries or whatever. And she has to worry about it, not so much for herself, but for her younger brother. Like the thing about the younger brother is that as a character, he's annoying. Like he's just, yeah, he's everything you hate about a kid and anything because he's just loud laughs or cries and just doesn't know anything. Yeah. He doesn't really know what's going on. Yeah. But he's the plot device that lets us basically look, into what's happening with Rio and what makes her tick. And I really like, she's my favorite character in this. I really like her just because going through her backstory, we find out that they've been abandoned. That's why they live in that house by themselves. Yeah. Their dad's real shit. Yeah. But even then she says early on, they only say it once, but her mom left too. Yeah. Her mom had, uh, it wasn't, she wasn't crazy. She just left. She just left. Yeah. She just left. Um, and so, when we get to the flashback eventually with her with her father, because they, you know, she says, like, my father's coming back. He'll be back soon. Don't worry. He gives us money because he crab, crab fishes or whatever. In Alaska. Which we find out is a is a lie, and he just left them. Like, he's literally he's living li- in the same yeah, town. Yeah, living in the same city and everything. And you're like, man, this dude's even shittier than I thought. Yeah. But even before all that, in the flashback, you see her dad, her brother, and her grandpa having dinner or whatever. She's doing everything already. When her mom left, her dad basically like forced her to become the new caretaker for him and the rest of them. And then he was just like, you know what? This sucks for me. I want to go have some fun. He only ever thought about himself, so he left. But before he did, he said he was coming back and he counted on her to take care of things while he was gone. And the thing is, that's still her dad. And so she believed him. Yeah, she trusted him. Yeah, and that's why she didn't want anyone to know about why they were alone. And, and know, the fact that they could 
be taken away because yeah. they're living in a home by themselves and she's 12. Yeah, and it's not like the thing that really got me with that scene is when um I can't remember what's the the names are always what trip me up. Rio's easy. What's the other guy's name? Natsuru. Yeah, I'm just going to call him Natsu. Well, they call him Nat Nat, so All right, we'll call him Nat Nat then. But when Nat Nat finds out about them being alone and why, the first thing out of her mouth is please keep this to yourself because I don't want it to look bad on my family. Like she she doesn't want her dad to be embarrassed because she still thinks in some form of delusion or I guess just hope that he is telling the truth and he is going to come back. And so he doesn't, you know, that would just cause more problems. It's just, it's this really like desperate cry for help from this character who up until this point we thought was just really strong and had everything together and was calm. Yeah. And it's just a really good moment for both characters because the thing is they had that fun time. You know, he felt like he was part of this group that he had been struggling because the thing is he had his friends at soccer or whatever, but he never really, it never really seemed like he felt like a true part of that team. Yeah, he hadn't, I mean, he would be able to hang out like your typical like sixth grade kid hangs out with any like boy. He can hang out in the sports and stuff like that. Yeah. But he was never able to have like an actual conversation with any of these kids. In really any of his relationships we had seen. Because the thing is with his mom that stood out to me besides like the weird groping crap, which I well, don't. Well, yeah, he, <laughs> he grabbed her boobs. And like the thing is, they never explicitly tell you at first that it is his mom. Yeah. Because that's the thing. Like she's almost seems like just basically a older version of. Seems like an older sister. Well, yeah, like an older sister, like basically an older, older version of Rio. Yeah, because his dad, his dad passed away, mm-hmm. and so his mom was left to raise her son by himself, by herself. And um, she's not like the best at it, but she does the best that she can. I think there's a strong love between the two. Their relationship is it's not as close as that you think it is. Because the thing that stood out to me about it is that they clearly care about each other. They want to help each other out. That's why he's like, you know, I'll just go over to grandpa so you can finish your stories. And she's yeah. trying to, she's stressing out trying to finish this book because that's their, you know, that's their money. Like yeah, if that's she, their breadwinner. Yeah. But he calls her by her name. And that's the one thing that really stood out to me. It's like, he doesn't want to call her mom. Like it doesn't seem like much, but calling your mom, mom, it's a, it, Shows there's like a strong connection there. Like a safety net. Yeah, it's like, well, you know, you only get the one mom or whatever. Um, So the fact that he calls her by her actual name, it it just stood out to me like he doesn't really know how to get close to people. And we find out, or at least I think the reason why is because of what happened with his dad. It's the whole reason for the, you know, the title of the book. But I think it's just, I think it was really interesting to see him finally open up to somebody and really start to like care and really start to feel like he belongs to something yeah. with Rio and and her brother because this book focuses a lot on its art to tell what it wants to and I, I read a, a a review right before I read this that basically said keep an eye out for what's going on in the artwork because it leads you into the the rest of the story and they're right um, because it's just those simple panels of them getting groceries together or him carrying her bag. Like you don't need a word spoken to show that like they formed a really strong connection and they're they're working on this together. They basically just live like a family for a while. Yeah, and things are nice, and you know. And you almost at some point like just think like they are one for like a long time until like the big shocking surprise like happens. Yeah, that was because they uh 
they he tells a scary story and we didn't skipped over this a little bit but he tells a scary story and they get scared and then like a beetle hits the door and then they were like oh i guess we'll just have him a pet cuz they have a cat named tofu good we name skipped i think we talked about you the talk, cat you mentioned the cat well it's got three legs and uh well they keep that as a pet now too the beetle and uh it ends up dying yeah. Like basically the day after they get it and he goes to bury it with the younger brother. Or no, he he buries it by himself and the younger brother wanted to say goodbye to it. So yeah. he, tra- he tries to dig it back up, but he can't remember exactly where he put it. And that's when they find, you know, the big The thing. big surprise, which is they find bones. Yeah. He and fun- he finds out that her grandfather had died and she buried him in their garden in the backyard. Yeah. To do the same thing that she's been doing this whole time where she doesn't want anything to happen to her family's name. Yeah, she's scared. It was just a... She was scared and it was clearly like the wrong move to make because you buried your grandfather in the garden and didn't tell anybody. If someone was... Like, say if the cops were just randomly to come across that without any, like, form of context, they'd be in some serious trouble. But it was everything that set up before. Her, Her mom left. Her dad left. He was supposed to be coming back. And then he's just, he's dead. It, it happens so quick. And that's, that's a child who has to deal with that. And on top of that, she has her younger brother who she's supposed to be protecting. So it was just a, a lot. Like It'd be hard to handle it any other way because the younger brother, he, he was the only one there when the grandfather died. And he didn't even realize that is what happened to the grandfather. Yeah. He just said he like stopped He moving. fell down the stairs and he was like, grandpa won't move. Yeah. All these things make her the best character because you really feel for everything that's happened to her and you understand why she's doing what she's doing. And I can't really say I wouldn't, if in that position at that age, would do really anything that different. I wouldn't know anything to do at at 12 years old. Yeah, basically being forced to be an adult. Now, like, you got to do something with your dead grandpa who can't walk up the stairs. (laughs) Yeah. And again, going back to the art, that's that story is foreshadowed so clearly. It's one of those things that if you like go back and look at it now, because the one thing that really stood out to me is Nat Nat Natsu, whatever we're calling him. He asks where something is, and she she mentions like, "Oh, it's in my grandpa's room." But then she quickly goes, "I mean, my dad's room." Yeah, because at that point she hadn't mentioned a grandfather. But as she's saying that, you see like this is ominous picture of those stairs yeah and, and the also also the same thing um he like puts flowers in the in the can that he notices in the garden like a little bit earlier mm-hmm. like it's same thing like foreshadowing you're like why are these flowers in a soda can like in the ran in the garden for whatever reason and they're dead and yeah and he i think it's mentioned a few times before the reveal that you know why does it stink out here because of the yeah. corpse and I looked it up because I was just like, it was a skeleton when he dug that up. So I was trying to figure out like, they never really give a time as far as like how long the dad's been gone. I think it's just at most like a year. I think it was just for dramatic effect. Because the thing is, I looked it up and like for a a body to completely decompose into a skeleton like that, it takes like eight years at least. Yeah. So, but uh, you know, it's fine. I was just curious because I was like, how long has he been gone? (laughs) So yeah, it's, it's just this. It's this tragedy that it brings them together, but when you find out everything that's gone on, it's a lot. And it's not, you know, it, it's a lot for the reader to kind of just like to take in how bad this has gone for this this kid and her brother. It's even worse for uh, Natsu because he reverts back to what he did before. If he gets, you know, overwhelmed being in a situation that he doesn't know what, you know, what to do with, he just runs. 
because she asks him not to say anything and he doesn't because there's that love already there's that bond but he can't be around it anymore he just doesn't know how to deal with it mm-hmm. so he runs away it's it's a, the, the characters to me they're opposites in a lot of ways as far as how they deal with a situation like he acts on impulse he acts on emotion she has to carefully think everything through. Yeah, she has to be stronger. And she has to keep this kind of like composure. And I think that's what draws them to each other initially is because she makes remarks later on about like, you seem like you were so far away, but I couldn't help but look at you or whatever. Like they're fascinated with each other because she seems like she has it all together and she's just kind and he kind of just does what he wants. Yeah, he's carefree and that's the aspect of her life that she can't have. Yeah, because of everything that's happened to her. And he seems to be carefree just to keep other people happy, maybe? Like, yeah. we find out, like, the reason for the book, you know, why it's called this is um, when his dad was dying, he had, like, an illness or something. It doesn't really specifically, it doesn't specifically say what he had. But his dad told him right before he passed away that the gods will make him better if Natsu is good and waits for him and to, helps his helps his mother through like the hard times. Yeah, and so when he dies, it's the gods lied to him. He's like, why why would the why would the gods lie to me? It, it's a clever little thing that they can do sometimes because I usually I don't know I guess I'm just a, an idiot. I always think going in it's like a translation thing because um oh fun fact Higgins because you know I love bringing the facts. I got my notes right here. You hear? Me? Oh, okay. Yeah. Look at those notes. Um, this book's been kind of like thrown around everywhere all over the world. Yeah. But um, the Italians translate it and call it our summer holiday, oh. which I think is very convenient because we're on our summer holiday. We are on our, our summer holiday. You better believe it. We are on our summer holiday. Yes, you said it twice. So yeah. Definitely true. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded weird when I said it. That's the sex on the beach kicking in. Yeah. And also the drink you're having. Yeah. Got him. Got him. Luckily, there's all the sand here to make it more comfortable. Yeah, I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> um, but no, it's it's a clever little thing that they can do. And um, I, I like it because it's not just the dad's story. I mean, that's the main reason. But he has a good moment with his mom where he, like you said, he asked, why would the gods lie to me? And she has this like really great line basically saying like the gods do lie because sometimes it's like the best they can do. And the reason they do it is because they love you so much. And so the gods they're referring to are like the people in your life who they know there's not really like his, his dad having that, that illness and probably knowing he was going to die. Like that's out of his control. But what he can do still is comfort his son. And they show a couple other panels that make me think it could go either way as well. Like it's not necessarily a love thing all the time because they do show a panel of uh, Rio's dad, and he lied to him. And the thing is that to Rio and and her brother, that was their god in a way. Yeah, it shows both of their worlds. Uh, just to sh- kind of like I guess give the gods the gods lie thing to both sides of the main characters. Yeah, it's it's again teaching kids this lesson of like the people that you think are always right and can't do anything wrong. Most of the time, your parents like they're still just people. Yeah, they're still fumbling through it, just like we all are. Mm-hmm. And you have people who, again, do that. You have people who, like she says, do their best and love you unconditionally and want to keep from hurting you. But then you have people like her dad who's just, you know, a shit, a real shithead. And I don't know. I feel like I wanted him to get something worse than what happened to him. But yeah, he just kind of got off Scott, Scott free. The way they word it is because social services come and they condemn the house, right? And yeah, her and her brother get taken away. 
And Natsu makes a comment about basically saying, like, ironically, she wanted to keep her dad out of the, you know, out of the picture and everyone was just focusing on her. Yeah, so the he, fact that she, like, was doing what she was doing, that was all that was uh, in the newspapers. And the fact that she buried her grandfather when she was 12 years old. Pretty big headline. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in doing that, like, in that happening, basically, he's tossed to the side because he's just a loser. Like, he's a nobody. So no one should care about him or talk about him. And I, I think it's kind of cool, or at least if that's what she was trying to do when she wrote it, like, the way she did. Because that's how I saw it. Because it's just, like, one panel of him just kind of in the corner looking like you know man i'm a real deadbeat huh that was a that was like the most disgusting moment of the whole book i know for it me. was like i was expecting to be shitty and like him just not leaving alaska but the fact that he was just in the town the whole time yeah. i almost couldn't believe that was like what the whole situation was and to run into your daughter yeah and not acknowledge her as such like he he tells the woman he's with you know like She's like, do you know this kid? And he's like, no, I've never he seen is. her. And then, and then he's just like, gives her like a finger to his mouth and says like, be quiet, kid. Yeah, it's 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 just. Like it's, the the worst thing that he could possibly have done. And the thing is, he doesn't even know what's going on. Like, he doesn't know what's happened. As far as he knows, the grandfather's still there. Yeah. And she didn't have to put him in the garden. But even if he did know, he probably would have just brushed it off. So, yeah, good riddance. <laughs> But I really liked this. It wasn't at all what I thought it was going to be, but I I really got invested in the two main characters and it's such a quick read. That's the thing. Uh it's a it's a quick read and you get into the story and you're you're so invested in these characters and you're finally like, oh, they've finally got to the point where they're basically in a relationship themselves and then she's taken away from them and then they get their little like happy like kind of reunion that happens in most of these sort of books mm. or at least like a closure point in a lot of slice of life like anime manga and stuff like that where she says like oh I dreamed you were a soccer player and he's like oh we'll see each other again that sort of thing yeah and then it just cuts you off. And I will, that's something I like about Slice of Life and something I like absolutely hate because I just always want more. You're always like, oh man, I wish I could see what happens after. You want to see the like the 10 year time jump and they're married or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I just want to see that happy day. Yeah. And sometimes you get it, but like you said, a lot of times you don't. But it is the thing that kind of really sells it, like just draws me in. I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. Oh man. It, I, boy, boy, am I. And that's why this, like, this works for me really well is because we go through all that like terrible stuff and you end on a just a hopeful note. So like they've really drugged me through the mud, like just jerking my my feelings around and they're like, yeah, but things are going to be all right. And yeah, like, things will be okay. They give me every time. I'm always back for more. I love it. Um, And then sometimes it's kind of happy, but still kind of sucks. Yeah. I'm looking at your lie in April. Yeah. Broke my heart. The main character's name was also Cowrie. Like the, like the person, like who the wrote person that wrote this book. Hmm. I mean, that's really the only connection between. The yeah, two. that's all. But well, that's yeah. not true. He's born in March, and then the lies in April. Maybe. So now we just need to find another story with May. Yeah, Mother May I. <laughs> yeah, that'll be fun. Um, but yeah, so I'm sure that's something. <laughs> it's definitely a thing that someone has said or done. I'm not going to argue with you on that. But what I am going to ask you to do is. Tell me if you're done, if you have any other points, and if you don't, maybe give this book a rating. Well, there's a cute cat that has three legs named Tofu. I, we already talked about that, but I I really like that. And he got adopted. I kind of wanted at least like her to keep him. I did want them to have the cat, but like at least he has a loving home. Or she, I don't know. Tofu. Cats, cats don't have genders. No. 
This one only has three legs. Well, he had four for a while, but then I guess it was like a bum leg, so. Yeah, he's no good to him. But you know what? He persevered, just like the characters in this book. And Higgins, for that reason, I'm going to give this story four pieces of tofu and one three-legged cat. All right. That might be the highest honor I've given on this podcast. Yeah, no, uh, I agree. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know... I Ooh, this is gonna be tough. I'm trying to think of something clever to say. I can't think and like make like um, the music where you like. Do you want me to pass time? I mean, you don't have to. But would you? Okay, let me ask you this: Would you rather I play music to to show waiting, or I just edit it seamlessly so it looks like you came up with it um, like immediately on the spot, like you're on it? What would you rather have? I'd rather have the music. I think it would be a little bit more realistic. And that's why you're the co-host on the show because you know what matters. Yeah, so I'll uh, say uh, I'll give it three soccer goals out of three because I don't know how many he scored, but he scored at least three. Yeah, he's pretty good, isn't he? Yeah, he's really good. And Higgins, he's only getting taller. So I know he did get taller, so like he's bigger than her now. I think. Yeah, and he's doing that thing where it's like I'm still in seventh grade, but now I'm six feet tall and I yeah. look like I'm twenty-seven. Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah. Japanese people. It's going to take them a long way on the field, you think? But uh yeah, I really I really liked it. Yeah, it was a, I <laughs> early on with the whole like groping thing, I really thought I made a bad choice. Oh man, I thought <laughs> I thought you picked us a real pervy book. But it worked out in the end, so I, I'm I'm pretty happy with this. Yeah. And I'd say for a lot of people, probably if you tried reading this, you may have stopped after that. It only happens really like once. and then No, they mention, that only happens once and then like... They mention it another time. But it's like, it's super early and it's never brought up again. Yeah. Which makes me just go, why have it in the first place? Like, I know it, I know it could be like a cultural thing. Like, with that kind of stuff, they're a little more like free-spirited. They're like, haha, this is like a, just a little joke. Because it happens in like anime and stuff like that all the time too. Just like little pervy jokes that happen. Yeah. But I think the overall book is just really really sweet and it's super sad super heartfelt yeah my heart was broken all right so my heart was broken just like this glass i stepped on at the beach ah <laughs> that's probably good no it's not good at all i'm gonna get that's gonna get infected no i was talking about like you know for the mic like oh, for yeah. the people that are listening that's true they probably got a hoot out of that that is what matters isn't it yeah mm-hmm. we do care about our fans so what we're gonna do is clean up shop once again tell them what we're reading next month and then let them go all right. Do you want to tell them like, I don't know, like the things that they can reach us at to like, tell us what they thought about this or like what they think we should read next time. Or you, you want me to clean up shop is what you're saying. Well, yeah, I did it last time. All right. Well, fine. Hand me the broom. All right. No, no. Toss it to me. Man, we should be Foley artists. <laughs> we'll have to rent more time in the studio though. All right. Do you have that money? No. Not yet. Not until you guys give it to it. Well, until Malibu, Malibu, Malibu gives it to us. No, no, Higgins, we, uh... You're right, we had, New like, sponsor, that, what's the sponsor this month? We forgot to mention that up top. I don't know, there's some peach schnapps over there. I don't know what brand it is. And then there's some shitty vodka over there, too. Ooh, let's get the shitty vodka sponsor. Who are they? All right, let me go over there. Oh, I should have known that. Well, the shitty vodka is Smirnoff, and I guess people like that. So Smirnoff, Smirnoff, Smirnoff. Well, I guess I said it four times tonight. Wow. That's good. I'll say Smirnoff one more time just to round it off to an even five. And even five. Yeah. Very good. Well, thank you for that, Higgins. And thank you, Smirnoff, for keeping the lights on for another month. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. I'm already done. I'm done, too. You'll have to refill me in a little bit here. Um, But before that, I'm going to tell people where they can find you on Twitter. 
and that would be at Mike Higgins 93. Yeah. No, yeah? Yeah. Why is this so hard? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's it. It's because your name's not Mike. That's always what gets me. Well, my middle name's Michael. Right. It was a dumb college thing I did. You're all right. Um, But yeah, so they can find you at Mike Higgins 93. And if they want to talk to you on the Instagram, see some of your pictures that you post, maybe you got one for this episode. Maybe you don't. They'll have to see, well, won't they? Yeah, they like they might get to see some beachy pictures. That's right. To see that though, they've got to go to Jsterm ninety three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, they'll find you at Snoop underscore Lynch at both of those. That's right. I want to make it easy for anyone who's looking for me. Just come to my house, sit for a while, take a load off. Tell me your thoughts. I mean, you can't come now because we're at the beach. But you know, when I get back, um, now Higgins, you wanted me to do a thing. Yeah, did you do that? I was about I was about to ask you if you slacked off. Hey, I th- the thing is, I. Th- I did slack off, but I think I also made it like months ago. And yeah. Uh, tell them what we mean while I look for that. All right. We're, uh, we were trying to come up with a Gmail because we know that not everybody has a Twitter or an Instagram, even into today's society of social media. Honestly, you're probably better for it if you don't have one. Yeah. But uh, we wanted to get a Gmail. So if you guys, for whatever reason, still wanted to talk to us after listening to us and you're like, oh, I don't have any of these things. Let me... Uh, email these guys and then you're like oh no they don't have an email well look looky now so if uh you want to do any or all of those things you can find us at your comrades at gmail.com all right not your bad. comrades not bad yeah that's not bad at all yeah we well, have a good mail we do have a good mail and it's our spotify username nice but yeah you can talk to us on any or all of those platforms if you wish if you don't that's fine too we don't really mind however what we would like if you have the time if you don't mind Maybe leave us a little review. That always helps the show, I hear. Yeah, tell us what you think. Give us a rating. Even if you don't write words, like, I don't know, click some stars. It could be one star. We don't care. That's more stars than we got right now. Exa- well, I we, got, we, had- we got some. More stars, the better, though. Yeah, more stars, the better. Yeah, so you can probably do that on an iTunes, maybe a Spotify. I don't really know how that works. Um, yeah, all your podcatchers yeah, anything that you- we're on, which is most of them, right? All the ones I know about. Yeah. Yeah. Even Stitcher, and no one listens to that. But it's on there. Um, so yeah, that would really help out the show. We'd appreciate it. Oh, that reminds me. I've got a person to thank. Oh, yeah? That'd be my sister. Because right before you got here and we started recording, she showed me this, which I will now show you. <sighs> Shouldn't have put it behind me like that. Ta-da. Look at that. That's us. It's a little little fan art of us, you, and me. Who did that? Taylor. Oh, well, look at that. I mentioned her name before. Yeah. I showed you Well, thing. I was just making sure. Yeah, it's got like it's got us, you, and me. You've, this is back when you had long hair still. Yeah, it is when I had long hair mm-hmm. and a beard. You sort of got the beard still. Kind of. Um, and I have an alien-shaped head. Yeah, but that's what it looks like normally, so. Yeah, I know. It's like, it's uncanny. Yeah. Yeah. And we've got a couple of mics and a couple of drinks there. So that is fancy. That's real Thanks. nice. Thanks, Taylor. Mm-hmm. We're gonna hang that up in the studio wall. Oh, I have to say one other thing. Like, don't worry about it. Swizzle sticks. All right, that's it. All right. Don't worry about it. Leave that in though. It's important. How can I not worry about that? <laughs> no, don't worry about it. It's fine. All right. But anyway, thank you, Taylor, my sister, for this great fan art. We really appreciate it, and we really appreciate you guys coming back next month when we read a book that Higgins has picked, and he's going to tell me that now. Yeah, I got the surprise this week. Mm-hmm. Are you surprised yet? Well, I will be when you tell me. All right. So the, I the, picked um, the book I picked. That we will read. That we will read and drink to. And is, talk about. It's called I Kill Giants by Joe Kelly. Oh, you picked I Kill Giants. Yeah. Nice. I've I, been, that's great because I've been putting that off for so long. I've heard it's great. So I just, I need an excuse to read it and 
this is a good enough one, I think. And thing, the funny thing was, I was like trying to find something, and I went and searched for like like a couple minutes, and like looked at this book and wow. found its description. <laughs> you really went all out, huh? Well, I looked for a. I was gonna search like through a lot of like different descriptions, and I happened to look at the uh, like the book details for I I Kill Giants just to see what it was about. Yeah. And it came out September of 2009. Oh, okay. Which happens to be 10, the 10-year 10. anniversary yeah. when we would do our podcast. And I was like, well, that's just too perfect to not do. Yeah, no, I'm all on board for that. And we can more or less find a drink themed around that, I think. Yeah, we'll figure something out. Maybe, yeah, maybe like a giant drink or a or 10th anniversary drink or something yeah, maybe, else. Maybe we'll read it before, like the second before we like record and find something in the book to like ma- match to. I don't like that you speak for both of us. <laughs> That's not what I probably will do. Well, I've done it every time. Yeah. So, but no, this is really exciting. Good, uh, good pick, Higgins. I'm, yeah, thanks, I, man. I approve. Uh, so we'll do that in a month. But until then, cheers, guys, and Higgins. Yeah. You you say something? Here. Oh, okay, okay. Um, is no, this, no, no. I had something. Um, is this bit funny still? I don't. <laughs> probably not. But uh, no, I had something. Um. Oh, shoot. I was thinking about it in the car ride over here. Well, see, I don't... Now I don't know if it's part of the bit or not. No, I really did think of something the other day, and I was like, man, that'd be really good. But, like, I want to say aloha, but we're not going to be in Hawaii. But aloha also means goodbye. That's what I was saying. Like, it'd be a nice little thing, but we're not going to be, like, at that beach. Is that still good? Yeah, no, we're we're leaving the beach right now. All right, aloha. (laughs) Good. I said hi and bye just now. (laughs) You're real short with people. Aloha. <laughs> Very good. Till the sun, sun, sun. Hangings were done. Okay. All right. Bye, guys.